If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox, fans, we're back with another episode coming for you guys. Once again, we apologize for the little delay we had in posting last week. We had some audio difficulties, but I'm sure that the greatest fans in the entire world can understand that because we have a lot of content coming for you guys this week. We got three new podcast episodes, three new YouTube videos, so make sure you guys are tuning in, liking, and subscribing. Before we get into the episode, everyone head over to SinceTheSandbox.net and pre-order your Born and Raised in Eastie shirts. Represent the best city in Boston, the Sandbox way, right? The only right way that there is. So go and get your t-shirts now and support a great group of dudes here at Since the Sandbox. But guys, let's get into our trade cut candidates going on in the NFL. And guys, what these are, these are our predictions for what we think could help these teams improve their roster a little bit. Um, and I'm going to jump in with one from Kev, your Buffalo Bills, and that's John Brown. So I understand, you know, Josh Allen had a lot of growth, a lot of improvement this past year. And the Buffalo Bills got got really far. They took over the AFC East, and I'm sure that they're going to look to build on that going in this year. But I actually think that the Buffalo Bills' best interest would be to cut John Brown. And the reason why I'm telling you that they should cut him is because he's due almost $10 million this year, nine and a half to be exact. And they cut him, they only have 1.6 in dead cap. So that $8 million, they could probably use to either better the wide receiver position if they want to, or they could trust, you know, a young wide receiver and Gabriel Davis already having Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs in an already great wide receiver room. So go and improve that defensive line, you know, toss some uh, money in there. But Kev, you also have John Brown here on your list. So what do you got to add? No, I agree, and I th- I think you're right. I think if they were to trade him and have that only that 1.6, they could use that eight, and I I would probably use it more for the running game because I think oh, that's, that's their that's their biggest weakness. Yeah. Um. I mean, I definitely agree about the D line too, but I feel like as far as wide receiver, I mean, we've already seen that their passing offense is very elite, and I feel like. Yeah. If they can just get a running back to at least neutralize that, you know what I mean, and, and take some pressure off of Josh Allen and Diggs and Beasley, then that would help. And that actually leads me into one of my guys who I actually have possibly ending up in the Bills just because of their running back situation, and that's David Johnson. And I know David Ooh. Johnson is getting up there in the age spectrum, but he's still very good, and he's one of those guys that can come in and I think give Buffalo that veteran leadership in the running back game that they need because – they don't need, you know, a Saquon Barkley or a Zeke Elliott to come in rushing for 100 yards a game, right? They just need someone that in between, you know, the first and third down, they can give it to and they know he's going to get positive yardage, which Singletary, you know, hasn't really been able to do. And neither, I mean, Zach Moss is good too, but neither one of them are really, you know, anything special. So I think if you can get rid of John Brown, trade him and, and use that 8 mil, even if, you know, it does cost you a little bit more, at least use that 8 mil and put it towards improving the running game for the Bills because that's their biggest weakness right now. Yeah, Kev, that's a good one. And, and to be honest, like, I feel like you might be able to sign, like, a, a solid veteran running back for, for less than that. I mean, think, think of a deal that Mark Ingram got from the Ravens a couple years ago. We got a three-year, $15 million deal. Mm-hmm. ended up being two years, $10 million with a third-year option. And we saw that the Ravens went in a different direction. But I definitely think that the Ravens would think that he was worth it spending that five million each yep. year, and even with that, with that price range, you could probably get somebody better. You know, 
I mean, even on the cheaper side, like maybe if you spend two to three million, we saw Duke Johnson just got released from the Texans, so that's another running back that they could do in like with with a committee. You know, we, right. we see a lot of these teams going in the backfield by committee. Um, but Lou, let's hear another candidate from you. Yeah, so this is gonna kind of surprise everybody, but I didn't have him when we first recorded this episode. But Marlon Mack, he's still on the Colts. Everyone forgets about that. He, he's in the last year of his deal, so. I'm a huge Marlon Mack guy, too. I like Marlon like Mack, him. but, I mean, if you're the Colts, like, you either trade or cut him. Yeah, easily. It makes sense. Like, Naheem Hines is younger than him. Jonathan Taylor is better than him. They got the third guy they like, too. Marlon Mack makes, I think, at least five, six million a year, so mm-hmm. it's like, you're really going to extend him. He has to get off, and a team like the Bills could really use him. Yeah, they definitely could. I mean, even a team like, I don't know, man, even a team like the Vikings need a better second running back. A team like the Saints needs a better second running back than they have. It just no. You can never have too much depth, and even a team like the Pats could get Marlon Mack on a short deal because how good really is Damian Harris? Mm-hmm. And Lou, not only not only with that, but I also think that you know maybe a team like Miami. I don't think they've benefited from getting a running back to the stature of Marlon Mack, so that could be a, another team. And th- I'm just thinking of this a little personally because you mentioned the name, but. Even the Giants, I mean, to get a veteran presence behind Saquon Barkley, if he's going to ease himself back into the offense and things are going to be successful, we don't want him to carry the load. And Wayne Gallman was great last year, don't get me wrong, but I would also probably assume that the the Wayne train, Lou, um, might might be headed in a different direction just because Saquon's coming back. Who they got? Shane Vereen. Marlon <laughs> Max, like that's like a good one too because he's he's, a good he's back. still young too. So like he could go to a team and still like have a good career. Like no, what's absolutely. his fourth, fifth year in the in the league? Yeah, or something like that. So he's he's definitely if yeah. he's coming off anything, it's probably coming off of you know a rookie deal. But guys, I'm gonna come in with another trade cut candidate. And Lou, this is also one that I didn't mention last week when we actually recorded this episode. But I have it here. We talked about a lot of changes going on in Seattle as of recently. We heard all the Russell Wilson rumors. But I'm actually gonna address the opposite side of the ball. And I'm gonna say the defensive side. And Lou, you love this person this year, and it's Carlos Dunlap. Oh <laughs> Carlos Dunlap had a big uh, has a big contract hit this year, and it's $14 million. And don't get me wrong, Carlos Dunlap is definitely somebody that's doing positive things for that Seahawks defense. But at the price range of $14 million, when you see guys like Leonard Williams at the age of 26 that are demanding 20 I mean, it's kind of hard to justify paying a Carlos Dunlap 30-plus years old um, $14 million. And if they cut him, they don't owe him a dime. So he won't have a, a, a single penny towards dead cap for Seattle. So I feel like that's a good move. You know, you heard Russell Wilson. If he's your franchise quarterback, you definitely want to take care of him, keep him up, and make sure that he has some protection on that offensive side of the ball. So use that $14 million, Go invest in like a left tackle. Invest in a center, a nice guard. And, and let's, let's make Russ happy over there in Seattle. Yeah, so another name I'll dive in with. Um, and this is a guy who I'm assuming will probably end up being traded just because of his stature and his value. Um, but that's Zach Ertz. And I think there's, there's a lot of teams that are hurting for tight ends right now. I mean, I hate to be a broken record, but a team like the Pats could very, very benefit very much from signing a guy or trading for a guy like Zach Ertz. Especially, the Saints. Yeah, the Saints too. Like there's there's a bunch of teams that need – not only like a tight end, but like like a relevant tight end. You yeah. know what I mean? And Zach Ertz is still very good. I mean, if, if Dallas Goddard wasn't there, he would still be the number one tight end. And you could argue that he still is. 
but definitely think the Eagles are going to take the, the Dallas Goddard route, and Zach Ertz can can go to a team and be good right away as long as it's on a team where he's going to be backing someone up. If it's a team like the Pats or the Saints that have or are known for passing offenses Colts. that need a tight end, that'd be, a, that'd be a great fit. Wow, a Wentz-Ertz reunion in Indy? Hey, why oh not? Oh, my God. The team I honestly think needs him the most, but he'll never go there, is the Cowboys. How, wow. how long are they going to yeah. throw to Blake Jowin? Yeah. Jason Witten's not coming back again, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my next guy, who I who is rumored he's going to get cut tomorrow, but I don't know why because he should be traded for value. It's Alex Smith. Why is Alex Smith getting cut and not traded for? The Bears need a quarterback. The Miami Dolphins aren't set on their quarterback. The Jets don't like their quarterback. You know what I mean? There's a lot of teams. Uh, I'm just I'm thinking maybe just like a lot of teams might be like worried. But like, like but what are you gonna give? What are you gonna give up? Smith. A fifth? True. Who are you no, find I in the fifth no, round I, ag- than him? I agree with you. I, I mean, if like... if they're gonna cut him, like realistically, you you probably don't even need to give up a fifth. Like you yeah. could probably yeah. say like, hey, let's swap sevens and yeah. just if you have a young quarterback on your roster, aka let's say Miami, Miami decides to keep Tua. Right, this dude has literally been through it all. The only down advantage for a team like Miami with Alex Smith is that he's not a lefty. But yeah. the dude right. literally didn't have a leg, and he took a team to the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I really think that Alex Smith, I don't necessarily know if, if I could go forward with the future of my franchise and say that two to three years Alex Smith is still going to be my starter. No. But I do think the quality that he brings to a team, a locker room, and a quarterback room is still stuff that can change the game. And we've seen a lot of quarterbacks that have been signed. I'm going to just drop one in Lou, another one that you could say J- Jacoby Brissett. They're people that that still you know change the quarterback from. I'll say Alex Tanny from the Giants. We kept him on our roster mm-hmm. for three years, and the dude's never played a snap. So those guys can still have an impact on a team, and I definitely think that that can be something that could be made to work. Yeah, and if you're like the Bears, it's like, would you pay Mitch Trubisky fifteen to twenty four million a year, or would you give Alex Smith four a year? Yeah, yeah. come on, come on, easily. He's he's a better quarterback. He's a better leader, like you said. You could win with him, like, and he he's got such like a Chicago Bear yeah. like, like <laughs> vibe vibe to he's him a too. Tough like, SOB, just dude. been through hell and back. Like, we'll go to war with you. But like. dude, I want dude. If if he if if the Colts don't get enough, don't draft a quarterback in the late rounds. Even though we have Jacob Eason, dude, I will pay Alex Smith four million dollars as a backup option just in case Carson Wentz yeah. gets hurt or blows. Which two valid two valid worries about the Colts, Pats, dude? What are the Pats doing, dude? Alex Smith is better than every quarterback they've had ever besides Brady. Literally. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, literally, not Scott Zolak, not Drew Bledsoe. Like, wow. come on, Castle? Dude. Matt Castle? Matt, awful. Wow. But like, but, like, dude, sign in Alex Smith. He's the perfect guy for them. He doesn't utter a word. He doesn't want a lot of money. He's disciplined. He cares about winning football games, and he's safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, to cut the guy, it's like, dude, you can't get a seventh for him? Well, Washington's a team that they don't. we don't even know what they're going to do with exactly. that quarterback scenario. And you guys you guys can check out our quarterback questions YouTube video that will be coming out later this week. We're going to be answering a lot of questions for all these teams that need quarterbacks or don't really know what they're going to do going forward. Um, I do want to mention someone that I think could be an interesting cut candidate but also, I want to mention some trade talk. So someone that I think would be an interesting name to get cut, I did mention this last week, Donta Hightower. So we just heard the Patriots rumors, all these guys that sat out last year are coming back. And that's fine, that's cool, but let's look at where the Patriots are right now, right? The Patriots right now are not a winning franchise like they were two, three years ago. 
Obviously, they have a different quarterback. They have a lot of different core of guys. But that defense is the same core, right? It's built of the same guys. The McCordy twins, the Hightowers, the Gilmore. Jackson was young a couple years ago when he was on that secondary. Guys, they, these guys all know how to win with Tom Brady as their quarterback. They know what it's like to be part of a Super Bowl franchise. They're no longer part of a Super Bowl franchise. The New England Patriots are years away in my opinion, Lou, I know uh, you would tend to disagree, but I personally think they're at least three years away from shaping up that offense to Definitely be more three. of a contender. Definitely three, yeah. Um, Definitely three. Easy three. A and, long three. And think of it. If if it's going to take you three years to, to build up that offense, by the time three years is over for these defensive guys in Hightower and McCordy Brothers and Gilmore, these guys are already going to be playing past their contract, right? Their, their money is just going to be money based on what their name is and what they were. So, I would personally cut them. I mean, you saved $10 million in cap space, and the Pats already have a bunch. So, why not secure the quarterback position, right? Go and give up a couple first-round picks because you know you're not going to do anything with your first-round picks anyway. You spent them on Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, Isaiah Wynn. None of them are making an impact on your football team. Give up another three. Secure your franchise. Secure your quarterback. It'll get you closer to winning. Sony Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but Imagine guys, we took him over, Chubb. Oh, man. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I want to move to a trade. There's a couple of guys that I could talk here in the trade. But someone I want to mention, uh, I don't want to say prospect, high-caliber defensive player, Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller is owed $22 million this year for the Denver Broncos, and realistically, they're going to be paying him $22 million to come in third or fourth in their division. I don't think that they have all the answers solved in their offense. I personally don't think Drew Locke is the answer. I mean, they have some great offensive pieces, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, uh, Jerry Judy, and they got young tight ends too. I just don't think that paying Vaughn Miller $22 million is going to be able to, to relay to, to them keeping up with the Chiefs and the Chargers who already have instilled their franchise quarterback. So they trade Vaughn Miller. He's only going to have a $4 million dead dead cap. And we see teams like the Cardinals now signing J.J. Watt to, to have more of a championship presence. I wouldn't be surprised if we try and see bigger teams, teams that are going to be viewed as contenders, try and move some picks for Vaughn Miller, picks or players. Now I want to get to the wide receiver, wide receiver position because I have uh, actually a few names. Uh, I know we already touched John Brown, so I'll leave him out. But I got four other names here that all could be you know valid cut or trade, really. And first to the two Eagles, you got Alshon and D-Jax. Then you also Both got cut. then you also got Adam Humphreys from the Titans. You know what I mean? Who still can be valuable. He's and you, and then you got Jameson cut. Crowder too. So I think cut. you know whether they're cut or whatever. <laughs> These are guys, yeah, there's no number one wide receiver names there, but these are all guys that can come into organizations and be, you know, number two or three receivers. Uh, obviously, the Pats need wide receiver help. I tend to think the Cowboys still need wide receiver help, even though they still have oh, Amari really? and C.D. No. Lamb. I, I, I think so, especially without the, the tight end there either. Like, you need a, like a third so You need option. a tight end. Yeah, but you can replace. You just need someone in the passing game. You need that's another. Honestly, yeah, but so that's wide receiver too. I think Adam Humphreys would be a great fit for the Pats. I mean, look yeah. at look yeah. at their no, receivers. Well, that's yeah. I have like that's one of the guys who I'm high on for the Pats too Scotty because Miller? he's young. He's you know I don't want to say he's 
a like another Edelman, but he in a sense is like you know very what I mean? similar, he, very similar gameplays, very built. Yeah. yeah, so it is what <laughs> yeah. it is. But these are all. I mean, even like a Jamison Crowder, like I wouldn't necessarily want him for the Pats, but like he could go to a team and still be like a two or three wide receiver. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So a lot of good talent there that could be cheap too like none of these guys are going to be breaking the bank for any no. organization so no they're yeah. not and, and kev those are good calls i mean we we did see in, in the past recent week that those guys uh, are no longer on their team but i mm-hmm. guess kev really just came here and called it first lou do you have another guy that that you would like to consider a trade cut candidate uh the only two is really mariota but like if, if i'm the raiders i don't know why i would he played good in one all, game i'm glad you brought him up because i'm I don't know if they're true or not, but I'm hearing a lot of things about the Pats wanting to get Mariota, <laughs> and I just want to dead that real quick because I would rather Cam come back and be the quarterback no. than have Mariota no. be the quarterback. See, here's Mariota. Yeah, but, but like, what does Mariota bring to the table? Nothing. He he's, brings nothing. He's better than Cam at every aspect right, of the game. Right, but like, we already have Cam, so like, why you don't go have out, Cam? But like, why go out and spend the money on a Mariota? It's not like, a lot of money. I know, but he's not gonna bring us to a Super Bowl caliber team. Like, yeah, I'd but he's rather be not bring you better. Them. So here's here's be my better. thing. I think. If you compare Cam and Mariota, I would say that their gameplays are very similar, but I do think that some one of those guys have more of a strength than the other. I, I personally yeah. still think that Cam is a better runner, and, yeah. and, and I feel like that, like depending on how you shape your offense, he could significantly be benefited by that if it's done the right way. They don't do that with the Pats. Mm-hmm. I think Mariota is a better decision maker when it comes to passing, mm-hmm. and I also think he's a better passer, but I don't think he's an elite passer. Yeah, so, definitely not. So that's something that I, I would want to keep in mind. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Cam and, and Lou. You can jump in after this. I do. I do think that Cam has a lot to work on as far as passing the ball goes, and probably decision making too. But I would. I would assume that Cam would be a cheaper contract, and they wouldn't have to give up anything. They would probably have to trade for, for Mariota. Um, so if you could sign Cam back for, would you get him a million dollars last year? Even if you gave him three to five this year, right around that Alex Smith range, I'm not saying that's going to make your team better, but I think that you have to weigh a contract out depending on what you want to do. Now, if you think Mariota is somebody that's going to be there for multiple years, then yeah, then you then you sacrifice. But Lou, sorry to interrupt. Let's yeah. hear what you got to say. I just think it's a better fit. Like, he doesn't talk... He, like, knows what it's like to be in, like, a disciplined organization, like, coming from Titans, played in Oregon. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's just, like, Cam Newton. Like, I wouldn't let him – I wouldn't pay him to clean the toilet. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, what did – put it this way. Mariota played one game last season. One game, and he made more special plays through the air than Cam did in a whole season. Yeah. Like, it's just – come on. Like, we're talking about a shot fighter. Like, we're talking about Peyton year 18. Like, hmm. no foot, no back, no accuracy. Like, yeah, I've, I've been hearing Cam Newton's been getting better for years. He's finally <laughs> going to get it together. He's finally going to be a better decision maker or a better thrower of the football, and he's finally not going to get hurt. When is it just going to be like, this dude is 30, it's over. He peaked. It happens. I mean, I don't think Mario is crazy better, but, like, I think he takes you from 6-9 and nine, or 7-9 and nine to maybe 9-7 and seven if the a defense is back. I think he's worth at least two more wins than Cam. Cause like I don't like I don't know what he does good like I don't know like Kev like jump in the quarterback <laughs> position and we'll see <laughs> I'd love how to how close look. it is listen I would I wouldn't charge the path to dime over half a mil I'd be the cheapest option <laughs> out there I'd, no joke Kev I'd probably come I've never down. played a game in the NFL and I'd sign a veterans minimum <laughs> I can't I just can't with this Cam Newton talk let him retire and go into the hall already 
you know, if I he th- gets in. I think depending depending on like the location, like I think he Cam could be a great backup still. Yes. I think I think for yes. the Ravens, I think that would be like a perfect backup. Good think, backup. Think yeah. of a team that that doesn't really pass. They don't have the deep ball, right? They they make short intermediate slants and curls, and I think Cam can make those throws. The thing is, is I think the molds that they shape their offense around perfectly fits Cam Newton. I'm not saying that Cam Newton's ever going to replace Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But I do think that when you're comparing a backup of RG3 and Cam Newton, even yeah. though RG3 might be a little uh, a little better decision maker, I would say that the talent definitely is suited more on Cam's side. You could say that there's an injury history on both of those guys, but I'll take it at the backup position, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Cam over RG3, but again, that's like that's like saying I'll take like a bag of trash over a bag of garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, 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 it's fancy trash. It's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of um, the best offensive schemes. Maybe a team like Arizona with a similar type scheme yeah. for for a backup. But guys, I do want to mention another guy that I would cut and another guy that I would possibly trade. Um, Golden Tate is definitely a guy I would Tate. cut right off the Giants. Lou, I know you had him in your rankings last week, and he would save us about five million and. Guys, I think we've overpaid him from anything that that he's produced with the Giants. I don't even know if he's caught 300 yards with us um, in his time here. So we definitely um, we definitely lost with Golden Tate. We took a chance, and it definitely did not work out. But I want to get a little realistic back with the trade scenario. Um, I think Jimmy G is somebody that can significantly be involved in a lot of trade talks, and we see that the NFC West is just continuing to get better, as we saw J.J. Watt just got signed to the Cardinals. But Jimmy G's owed twenty six and a half million. I know that might not be a lot compared to what some quarterbacks are making. Mahomes forty million kicks in. The franchise tag is about thirty five million. You know Kirk Cousins is making around thirty two. Goff around thirty two. So getting Jimmy G at twenty six and a half, really, I don't want to say is a discount, but it's not bad. But you have to assume that Jimmy G is going to miss time. I mean, has he? I don't think he's ever given us sixteen games. You know what I mean? If he's traded in a package. Possibly for Deshaun Watson. Let's just throw that out there right now. I think that that would be something that the franchise would benefit from because they would be getting a better quarterback. Giving up a quarterback will probably mean sacrificing less picks or less capital, however you want to talk about it. And if he's traded, he only has 2.8 dead cap. So, I mean, that's huge. You you avoid the, the injury worry with Jimmy G. Your de- if you think that your defensive front seven is championship ready, their secondary definitely isn't, but if you think your front seven is championship ready, you've got Kittle, you've got a, a lot of versatile backs, and you've got some young wide receivers, make the move. You know what I mean? We know the Pats are interested in Jimmy G again, and I'm sure that there's a couple of teams. Maybe even Carolina would be interested in Jimmy G. Who knows? But I could definitely see him being traded Maybe the 49ers could even go, you know, with, with one of these young quarterbacks. We've seen the Chiefs do it when they had Alex Smith at, at a very young age, um, and, and they got a little risque. But uh, I, I definitely think the 49ers can pull that. Yeah, let's talk about the other Jimmy G, too, Jimmy Graham. Ooh. What are we thinking? What are we thinking, boys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jimmy G is definitely a name that, you know, when we're talking about, like, a veteran tight end presence, a contending team that can, can put together, I mean, Lou... I don't know how you would feel about this, but I have to consider the Colts as a contending team. Take them. You take Jimmy G, Wrap right? Wrap up. 
Wrap him up in a baguette and send him over. I mean, him and Mo Alley Cox, that's got to be the greatest tight end room of all time, Lou, no? Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll get compared to, like, every basketball player under the sun. Right. Yeah, Mo Alley Cox, is, his number one stat is that he played college or high school basketball. Oh, my God. That's it. All, all you're going to hear is Dick Vitale's plays from when they were playing some college ball. Literally. <laughs> But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our trade cut candidates. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's definitely been fun getting back in the booth. Make sure you guys go and like and subscribe our YouTube. Go and pre-order your Born and Raised in East shirts. We're going to have those coming to you guys. And we also have some dope sk- stickers coming soon. So, guys, stay tuned for that. Make sure to leave us the five stars. Always support your favorite boys in Boston. Peace out, guys. Booyah. Kid, he's drinking it. A Coke with 70 grams of sugar. That makes me sick. A Pepsi. Sorry, it's a Pepsi. Yeah, fact. Let's get it right. <laughs> Can't disrespect that. Wild cherry, wild cherry Pepsi, too. <laughs>